Geeks. Hello and welcome to the 31st episode. We're going to start that again because I fucked it up. I was like, what are you looking at? I was like, I don't need anything to read from. I can just do this by now. I'll back <laughs> Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to the world's number one episode. Fuck. It's the number one episode. It's the number one episode, to be honest. It is the number one episode. It could be. We don't know. It's not In San Francisco. Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room. This week in the room in question is my hotel room in San Francisco. If it's a little echoey, it's because I had a, a microphone malfunction. How dare you? <laughs> it's the only way to really sum that up. Um, so we're recording on one mic. Deal with it. I'm Al White. I'm your host. I'm 20% happier when I'm in a booth at a restaurant. I'm 50% happier when I'm in mountains. And I'll probably never go to Australia because of the bugs. Sitting opposite the one, the only, Mike Nooch. Also known as Michael Avila. Hello. There he is. Hello. <laughs> um, so you I'm, might have heard him before on one of our, we did special. It was a, spe- it was a special cast. A special cast a little while ago last year. year. Uh, but if you haven't, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What the fuck are you doing here? Well, uh, I'm a little sick these days, so if you like the dulcet tones of a raspy lady, then... I don't like the one time we're using one mic, you're one of the two people sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that sick, I'm just, I'm just raspy, you know. Raspy. That's the uh, sexy manly voice we're using. Um, so you do you live in San Francisco? I you do. do some of our tech stuff for us. Help us out. With I do the, occasionally. Some of the, with some of the weblings. Yep. Um, yeah, and you like video games? Sure. Anything else? So is, is that, that is that a question? That you like? <laughs> um, All encompassing. So yeah, I'm I'm up visiting San Francisco for some uh, business and fun things. Ooh, and tell uh, us all about the fun things. No, okay, no, they're private. I tried. <laughs> um, yeah, so we thought we'd do the podcast from up here instead of leaving LA to do it and failing at it and not getting it up or whatever it is that they. Then I have to sit at home waiting for system. the podcast to upload it and it doesn't come. Yeah. Then I ask you questions. Hey, so that's Al, one of your jobs. Yeah, it's one is of my you jobs. have to upload this. One of my jobs is to uh, message you and ask you what's happening Where's with the podcast, <laughs> where is it, and what am I doing? <laughs> well, you can physically send it to yourself if you want before you leave right now. So, um, yes, we're going to have a. The weird version, I guess, of the podcast. We're gonna talk more of just it's not weird. It's special, special, special. Yeah, that's correct. Um, always focus on the positives. That's why I like faith. Eh. Um, we just spent about fifteen minutes looking out my hotel window <laughs> because <laughs> we turned off all the light. Well, no, we came in and the lights were off, and all of the like. There's an apartment building opposite this on the, the street over, and all the lights just lit up, and you can see in everyone's rooms like the TV screens, and it's fascinating. Love it, love it. I didn't want to bring it up, what? but I'm happy you did. Well, most people, yeah. Because we want to, I want to discuss the ma- the massage that was happening. There was a massage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so the thing is, this wind, these windows are just far enough away, but you can't really, you can make out motion and figures, but you can't make out any particulars. Details are, are missing. So we're trying to figure out as a massage at home. What what was the situation? Yeah. Um, it turns out I think it was two female flatmates right. massaging each other. Could have been a lot of scenarios, but I think we narrowed it down to yes, you're right. It was two. Female roommates practicing. Oh, that is some. Oh, we should this, probably. This is a big distraction. Yeah, it's a huge distraction. <laughs> so we don't keep looking. Um, yeah, I used to have a flat, and my first flight in London was like this. And people would come around for dinner, and that's all they wanted to do. It was like, do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to play like a board game? So like, can we just window. sit on your balcony and look at <laughs> everybody else's life? Well, it's it's literally, you know, thirty TVs. It is. Some of them are just snow. 
Some are just blank, and some of them really interesting or boring people. Yep. Most people just sit at their laptops. Just That's sit. what I've noticed. A lot of sitting is happening. Sitting at laptops and wasting your lives. If you're doing that right now, if you're one of those people in the building office. Thank you. Yeah, firstly, we appreciate. Thank you. Please subscribe and rate. But also, get outside. You can take the podcast. That's a beautiful podcast. You can put it in your earbuds, walk around. That's right. See the world. You don't have to be in front of your laptop, sitting at home. Listening, with to, people our, listen to our voices with, while you walk. With creepers just watching you from the next building. You can get out where creepers in the street get to watch you, whatever you're doing. It's very important to have fair distribution for creepy stalker people. Fair enough. All right. Um, so what have you been doing, playing, watching? Have you, are you into anything right now? Uh, not really. No? No. I'm just uh, as taking it as it comes. Taking it as it comes. Yeah. I haven't played or watched anything new. It's or fairly a, new. It's been a pretty compact uh, year. Like the first two months yeah. have been a lot of games, a lot right. of games. Um, and we're we're in we're in March now. We just had the division just came out. We've got Hitman in, well probably yeah just after this goes up a couple of days later. We've got Sheltered. We've got Pokemon. Is that Pokemon. this Friday? Sorry. Talk Hitman about. is this this Tuesday. Yeah, the eleventh okay. this Tuesday. Oh, you got Pokemon Tournament. Um, you've got Killer Instinct, Resident Evil Six because. Why not? Do you hear about that? Like Capcom re-releasing four, five, and six. Yeah, I heard. Again. And MLB the Show sixteen all this month. Um, hey, man, it's definitely the one. I'm... It is the only one yeah. for me personally. Everyone's all excited about the division right now because I just came out. There is nothing about. I'm sure it's a very good video game. It looks fairly pretty, not as pretty certainly as it did four years ago. So technically, it's it's technically Ubisoft's uh, that game that we played. Very which, which one do we find? What do we play? I can't believe I'm blanking. See, that's what I was telling you about earlier. <laughs> I, I it, have man. a lot of names What's in my head, happening? and then whew, you're blank. my source of gaming information. Um, <laughs> you know more than me. Come on, Destiny. Thank oh, you. it's that Destiny. I didn't it's Ubisoft's it Destiny. Is what this is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's meant to be a Destiny beta. People are saying you know people right. will leave Destiny to play the Division. I've watched. I've just watched hours of people playing it for the last you know few weeks. And nothing about it makes me excited at all. Destiny is. If you're gonna compare, Destiny is prettier. Oh That's yeah, sure. uh, well, in in a flashier way. I think right. the vision, like the detail of the city, is very impressive. Right, I'm saying like you know if you you know yeah. colors and hey, can you close car doors in Destiny? <laughs> you can't. Well, then I'm out. I'm out. You're out. Um, I'm it. definitely. I I really had a massive problem with Destiny, but I would still play that over this just because it looks more like there's exciting things to do. This one, I haven't seen. I'm sure there are. I haven't seen anything. We yet. haven't seen anything except. Really, what they showed us is very little. Walking down streets with cars, yeah. hiding behind cars, yeah. and closing shooting at other cars and closing car closing doors. doors. Yeah. It's like a car game where you can't drive the cars, right. basically. You can, you can lean up against them. <laughs> exactly. You can shoot out windows. You can make. I've seen people do fun stuff with the glass physics, which looks good. Right. But I haven't seen anything actually to do with the game that in any way incites me to, oh, I want to do this because I'm looking forward to that cool thing that I'm going to get to do. I don't even understand what the real Well, I wasn't in the beta, um, but I've watched. People, other people play the beta. If that's yeah. you know, uh, I think that's the modern game. Yeah, game. that's that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's modern gaming game. right now. Um, did you move your thumbs at the same time? So I didn't. I yeah, moved my count. eyeballs. That, that counts. Uh, <laughs> so the, what, 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 they, what they offered was uh, what two standard missions. Yeah. And then the rest was just go around, shoot things, collect things, kill other people, go into the dark zone, mm-hmm. uh, which is the P- PvP area of the, oh, uh, okay. of the world. And just have at it, but okay. really only give you two really introductory missions, which didn't really offer much in terms of what the game can actually, what actually it provides. Yep. Wasn't impressed, mm-hmm. but then again, 
this game is supposed to be kind of like Destiny where you can play it for hours and hours and hours and it's just constantly going but just but this is the thing is that because they came out with, with really, like oh we're going to be adding this content this content this content this and I'm like well that sounds kind of cool maybe I'll play it when it's fucking finished right like it's just there's there's nothing there right now which right. is something and there's not enough to explore or enough they're not dangling enough carrots for me to be interested in playing this game and the idea of oh cool you can go do PvP I'm like I don't care I can do PvP right. in anything any game basically and I love that we came up with this PvP word to make it sound more exciting <laughs> it really is it's like basically playing a regular it's just, it's just multiplayer um, I just I don't know man I just don't get it I really don't get well, it well they're already having problems but... like uh, they it was released last night midnight uh, midnight on the east coast yeah so 9 o'clock on the pacific um, and servers were down uh, which you can expect yeah, for any MMO always or online MMO or thing. But we had two betas beforehand, yeah. which you would assume they, they kind of worked on all the kinks. Yeah. But uh, I think the sh they were out for three to four hours. So really, the you know people that were waiting for the minute release for this game kind of were screwed. Mm -hmm. If there's another way to put it. Um, and so today was really the first day where people were actually able to. Play. We presume. Experience I really it. Kept up on yeah, I have, that's the thing. I've I've done the research, okay. and I haven't really heard anything except the uproar from last night's outage. Okay. So people are playing it. People so maybe I assume that's why we're not hearing anything because they're they're actually, they're actually the playing it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Time will tell. I'm sure there's something to it, and I'll probably give it a go. But Ubisoft don't instill that much confidence in me that there's anything phenomenally interesting in anything they're doing like they make Ouch. very polished no but they make very <laughs> polished very functional fun games to play there's nothing exceptionally interesting about any of the recent Assassin's Creed even though they're all fine to play to varying different degrees the last one was very watched good watched yeah but it, there's still nothing I mean I only played about Harvard but there's still nothing that surprised me you know there's nothing, there's nothing the last surprising Assassin's Creed was Black Flag yeah, yeah. that was it exactly. after there's no there's been no surprises no Unity was a disappointment um, but like it's it's still they're still in they're, they're, don't get me wrong they're still them. very polished right. and they're still great and if you're into that that's great but there's nothing that they're very much the same game yeah. so but then Watchdog very much still the same game and they're just this Ubisoft game essentially mm -hmm. isn't it you know and it's the same with this one it looks very much like all the other sure you're shooting you're right yeah. that, but it, it, it's all the same sort of it just feel they all feel the same and it's it's my my only one that I'm really excited for is that uh, what's it called Wildlands or you know the new um is that one the new Ghost Recon? I think it's new Ghost Recon. It's called Wet Wildlands. Wet Wet Wildlands. Let's look this one up. Um, uh, they announced it at E3 last year, and it looked that was the game that looked spectacular to me. Because um, it looked like all the things from all the other games. It looked like Far Cry. It looked like the Metal Gear Five. It looked like you know, um, yeah, Ghost Recon. It looked like all of these cool things. I'm in that camp where I I still miss the original Ghost Recons, mm. and I don't want to be hipster about it, but. The first two Ghost Recons were like really like squad based, uh, and once the once Ghost Recon came to um, Xbox, mm. for pretty much everybody else, it was like this is the next stage of Ghost Recons. I thought it was taking away from because we have so many games like that. Let's let's I wanted to, I wanted Ghost Recon to stay as stealth squad based yeah. gameplay. Um, now this was just improned the whole time. Improned, uh, yeah, prone the whole time. You're just you're just squee squeaking Which, by. As a side, not enough games use prone anymore. It really bothers me. Playing a Far Cry or something, and, okay, I, you can't prone. and I can't prone. Why can't I prone? Eighteen. That's why. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're too old. That's why. 
Um, yeah, it's called Wildlands. Do you remember this? I'm gonna play it over here while I talk. Um, oh, and this is the trailer. This I presume is... this show's gonna play. Anyway, leave it over there. Um, yeah, anyway, Division's out. People are playing it. You're either playing it or you're not playing it. Those are your two options. <laughs> like, or you're watching it. Like, like, <laughs> or you're watching like, it. Like, like That might be the higher um, percentage. Yeah, there's just this thing with certain MMOs though, isn't it? Where it's like, what, what was the carrot dangling with Destiny? What was, what were you, well, like, could you play that a lot with, with our friend Chris Raber? And what yeah, were you, I, I played many, many hours. What were you going for? Like, what would keep you keep... Because in that one, you, I mean, you can't come back to the same environment. I, you do the same Honestly, fights. it was just the... Because, uh, you know, I'm going to go on record here. I've been on record many times. I'm not a big fan of Halo. Yep. You know, I'm not. I've played all of them. I've, the Bungie game you play the most is the probably least least sort of critically well not least critically least publicly loved game which right. is this <laughs> right um, and I feel like I just I played it to hang out with friends yeah even though we were doing the same thing over and over um, we've, I felt like there was always something that you know there was always something else to do yeah. Sure, you're grinding. You're mostly just grinding. But what, what, was it because you're upgrading your weapons? You're upgrading your yeah, you're just upgrading upgrade. everything. Uh, and there's always these daily challenges. Okay. So I felt like, well, might as well just do a daily challenge. It's just a challenge, right? You're, just, you're playing for half an hour. You can put it down. So it was the gameplay. It wasn't like you were exploring the world. The gameplay was very tight. You know, and I, I enjoyed what we were doing. But the game itself, like once the story was over, that was it. Like, mm. You had nothing. But you had the daily challenges. You had the weekly challenges. And, if you're hang and it was a, a way to... Hang out with a friend, and you yeah, yeah. you go out and you kill some monsters. You many many times because you're doing the same maps over and over and over. But it was enjoyable. Well, for me, it was enjoyable because I got to hang out with my friend who lives uh, abroad. Yeah. So it was it was good times. Yeah. But um, you know, if I had another option to play with friends, I probably would do that over continuing with Destiny. Yeah. yeah. At the time, there wasn't anything, so I stuck with it. Well, that's the crux of it, now, I guess. If the if the division. You know, if people like those upgrades, if people like those whatever things that you can put right. yourself out with, I don't know, and if you know they're feeling it's fun to do their gameplay. And I heard those upgrades or their, those updates made the game even better or put it in a place where, that the developers wanted the game to be in the first oh, place. Destiny. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's what I'm saying. If, but if, I didn't if, even. If Division has that stuff. If Division has that. That yeah. people are enjoying. Like, personally, I just haven't seen anything where I'm like, oh, I want to have that upgrade or I want to have that gun or I want that equipment. And the gameplay for me, personally, isn't you know like destiny gameplay is more appealing to me um uh whereas the division gameplay looks very much like well i've played before just, yeah cool you know copy and paste couple right. mechanic like doesn't look like it's going to be the best of that either like gears of wars out later this year which right, right. all that so much better <laughs> presumably anyway division so that's the division um like yeah does it see this like just oh man it locked me out the trailer just goes through the kind sweet of bits kind of pause. sweet bits oh. um you see those like huge worlds? You hey, he's prone. Yeah, he's prone. <laughs> there you go. Ghost Recon prone confirmed. Uh, anyway, looks great. Um, all right, let's talk about some. Uh, let's start the podcast as we do every week with Nate's blowdown. I've got a whole bunch of news. We're going to mix gaming and film news this week. Well, um, some of some of the movie news incorporates some gaming aspects. That's true. That's true. Let's hope we have the same stuff. You can film me oh, with stuff. I got some stuff. You got stuff. All right. I can't remember. We've got a whole bunch. We're just going to work through them. Um, one of the big news of last week was EA and Activision won't be at E3 this year. And now neither will Disney Interactive and Wargaming. Um, so EA, sorry, E3 has gradually become more and more public centric. Um, partly because of stream now. Like, you know, it's a show for the public. Right. 
and partly now because like last year they allowed a, a quota i think it was like four thousand public members could get a, tickets to get in or something um and this year i think they're opening up even more um i know a lot of critics like you know the press are kind of pissed off with this because it used to be something very different and right. it's just getting more and more crowded and crowded, well it's they're they're going back to where it was yeah before there was industry people and, and just fans yeah 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 then it got cancelled for a couple of years for like a restructure and then they said okay it's industry only and now it seems like they're going back they're mixing that bag again um, okay. But the problem with that is, yeah, then you have like EA and Activision, people like that, well, we'll do our own thing and we'll present right. it properly just for the game. I, which, to me, makes me really worried. Like, I've got a bunch of our team that's going this year. Um, and, you know, I, some people haven't been before. And I was looking forward to showing them, you know, the craziness of E3. And I'm sure it'll still be as crazy. Right. But without that, like, e, the EA platform there is huge. It was a massive, like, well, they publish everything stuff. almost. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Activision one was really big. Um, and I don't know, I'm a little bit worried if it doesn't have, like, if it's not comprehensive anymore. Right. E3 is not that exciting anymore, you know? It needs to be, like, everything, almost everything's represented at this place. You can go and look in all the nooks and crannies, find the indie stuff, you can find the VR stuff, now you can is, find the big is games. Is EA, are they just off-site? Are they still in LA, but off-site? They're doing their own thing, I think, on a separate day, I okay. believe. I, I don't have all the details. Dur during that weekend, or I think during the, that weekend, weekend, the weekend? Pretty sure during that weekend, but that's, okay. that means, like, only certain select press can get in. Right stuff. Okay. So for regular people like us, just going to the three event, you know, to cover it as industry people mm -hmm. rather than as you know select press. Right, right. It means we don't get access to that stuff. You just got to stay at home and watch it, um, which is fine. Right. As long as those games still are on the floor somewhere, you know, I don't care if they're like just their own, you know, their own developers are putting them up there, or you know, Sony's putting them up there, or Xbox, and that's probably what happened. They'll get folded more into well. We're now in this camp, or we're in this camp, kind of. Thing. Here's a thought: What if they're moving away from being on the show floor because they don't want their games to be handled? What if it's like, hey, everybody, we have this product, we're just not comfortable putting it on the show floor and have people try it out. Mm -hmm. But to hide that fact, we're just going to step away from the conference entirely. Do you think because it's getting more public, they don't want the public having hands-on necessarily? Sure, maybe. I'm just throwing out. No, that. maybe. Maybe I'm um, just protecting it because you want to control right. how the press utilizes it. You don't trust the public is going to interpret it the way you need them to. I feel like it's an op it's it's a it's it's, it's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. I I, basically, I don't care as long as all the games are still there on the show. Floor. Right. I don't care if they're in a fucking EA banner. I don't care if Xbox like oh well, we've got like right. DLC content for a month before, which is going to come up later in the news. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about that stuff as long as the games are there and we can go to E3 and feel excited because you know everything is there and you can check out all the cool new shiny toys. Um, oh man, I'm gonna get tired of talking about this. The Ghostbusters trailer <laughs> last week. I've had more conversations the last seven days about it than anything else. Well, not with me, Al. Say conversations. <laughs> I mean, I shouted at people until they cry and leave the room. Um, Nooch, I don't know any of your feelings about any of this. Actually, I'm curious about your feelings. You tell me about yours first, because I'm tired. <sighs> well, I miss you. <laughs> that's the already that's your all encompassing feeling that's, what you that's, got. that's it that's all I got it's all I wrote down see I came with a bunch of notes it's just I miss you over and over and over and over <laughs> um, I don't have an opinion you don't have an opinion Do you, are you, you a Ghostbusters fan? Uh, I enjoy the movies sure okay so you're not like a crazy Ghostbusters no, fan? no no okay. and you saw the new trailer and you don't really care? I don't really care I, I felt like um, I saw a uh, split screen of the two trailers Side by side, oh, the, like the, the, the original and the original Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, and the, the female one. version of the Ghostbusters. They, they're, they're identical. 
Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, identical, identical and very different. <laughs> very That's different. The thing. But like the... yeah, so the, the people have problems with the differences, obviously. I just felt like, wow, they, it's kind of like how The Force Awakens was just a, uh, a remastered version of um, mm. the original Star Wars. This one, it's almost like this, it's, it's this almost the same. Yeah. Where you have, you know, shot for shot, the exact same beats, the same, the way that this, the, the story progresses. And you get that all from the trailer, and if you see it, it with the split, uh, you kind of get it, you know, oh, yeah. a very good idea of it. Um, I ju- I, I'm not really negative or positive about it. It's just, I, I think my problem is, right at the beginning of the trailer, it says 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, to the audience, everything that happened in those movies actually happened in this universe. It's not a whole different universe, but then they're, they're going about the story as if nothing's ever happened before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly. I'm just saying far right now because <laughs> okay. I have so much to say about this stuff okay. and I don't really want so to. So I find that very odd. Like, you know, 30 years ago this happened and then now there's, you know, here's these four, other four, or these three scientists and they're, it's not like they're building on what happened earlier. They're just like, hey, that's a ghost. That's cool. Like they're, I don't know. It's, there's, there's two sides to this premise that I'm not understanding, they're, they're contradictory. Yes, they okay. are. Okay. They are. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's the fundamental, I mean, I have a very particular thing that makes me really fucking irate about this, but the separate thing is just, yeah, okay, as a, as a movie uh, maker, you, they're being dumb about it. You know, right. they're, they've constantly been, oh, it's a sequel, uh, it's sort of a reboot. It's, you know, they don't seem to know what it is. We need a, we need a word for a reboot sequel. But they, but now they're selling, yeah. Exactly, but now they're selling it in that exact way. They're selling it with, you know, the first words that come up are like thirty years ago. It's like, oh, so it's canon. Yeah. So this is Ghostbusters three, and then they have four scientists. There were three scientists. Right. Like fucking Ghostbusters. But whatever. Let's give them. Allow yeah. Them to do that so they, they don't they, have to they have read co- They read. They read. They read. a little bit of that uh, after that. <sighs> and then. Um, yeah, and then they showed a firehouse because they want to make you feel oh, the firehouse. Firehouse. And yeah. Then, you know all the bits. And then, yeah, and then they show basically the same arc as the first movie. The library, the hearse, like everything's like... And you're like, but you just said it's Ghostbusters 3 and now you're making it look like this is just a remake or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Which, yeah, so they just fucked up completely out of the gate of we don't know what this is, basically. And we want to please everybody. Please like our movie. As an outsider, I'm glad I kind of like hit something on the head because I was kind of worried like, I don't know what's... Well, this... Yeah, okay. Uh, but the thing that makes me irate about it, and it's all I've been arguing with people, and I've been happy most people, I mean, the, like, the dislike ratio of this is insane. Like, most things that come out, and everyone's always happy and angry. For always. the audience, always Al is clenching his fists. I'm sorry, I'm so <laughs> fucking. Um, it's, and I'm, like, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I grew up loving it. How often do I watch it? Very rarely. But I love it, and when I do watch it, I absolutely love it. Um, I enjoy the second one, but the first one, you know, it's, it's, right. it is part of my childhood. Yes, I'm very attached to it. I don't have a problem with reboots. I really don't. I'm fine with reboots. There are a lot of reboots uh, which I really enjoy. There are a few reboots which I genuinely think are better than the original. Um, and I don't mind other people doing their interpretations of things. And for me, I'm more excited the more different it is, generally speaking. You know, like I like it's like someone doing a cover song. It's kind of cool. Right. It's like, well, do something different with it. Do something interesting with it. Don't try and pretend to be the band that already did it. That I can listen to this better than this shit. You know. Um, and with this one, when they came out and they said it was going to be an all-female cast, I'm completely fine with that. Like, you right. know, that's great. I don't care changing those things because who cares? I don't care what, you know, sex or race or mm-hmm. religion or whatever it is that they are. What I care about 
And this is really partly a problem I have with the director, Paul Feig. Paul Feige? I don't know. Feig. Feig. Yep. Um, who's the director of Bridesmaids, the director of Spy, and some people love those movies. I don't personally. Like, I'm one of those weird people who doesn't like Bridesmaids. Um, no, but he is so good. Like, Paul Feig is such like an icon in, I just, in comedy. But yeah, I, 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 just, I, I don't like on. his movies. Like, I don't like... Personally, I don't like that type of humor. It's like a Will Ferrell type of humor, which I just don't right. enjoy. Um, but that's just personal taste, you know? Um, Bridesmaids pissed me off at the time, not because I thought it was a bad movie. I was like, it's fine, people can like Bridesmaids. Like, you know, if they like this, just taste. You like that humor or you don't. What I hated about it was it was held as this bastion of feminist uh, movie making. And I was like, I, I just, just feel women deserve more. And I'm happy to say in the coming years, probably partly because of Bridesmaids, because it was the easy kind of gate opener for people. Females like are getting more, they're right, getting more right. interesting roles now. So I'm in retrospect, I'm happy Bridesmaids happened, even though I felt at the time it was held aloft to this feminist thing when it shouldn't have been. I thought it was actually kind of disrespectful um, to him. Not as disrespectful as this fucking movie. <laughs> this makes me love Bridesmaids because <laughs> now I'm seeing Ghostbusters. Maybe the movie's amazing. I don't know, but all you can go on is what they present to you in the trailer. What they present to me in the trailer is a collection of. Dumb characters who happen to be women, so dumb women doing dumb things. And that's what this trailer is. And in the original Ghostbusters, you had interesting characters doing dumb things. Well, complex and characters. Interesting. They, they were, some complex. of them were anti-heroes too. Like. Exactly. Right. And you had characters which were serious, and that's where the comedy would come from. You'd have actors that were in, uh, sorry, characters that were intelligent, and that's where the humor would come from. You'd have them doing stupid bumbling things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There was a lot of like um, physical humor in, in that movie. But Egon for instance, was funny because he's so sincere, right. you know? He's like he's in the West Wing or something. <laughs> and it's kind of ridiculous and it's beautiful because of that. And he's an interesting character. The, now, they're not obviously calling the same characters the same names in this. They're very clearly mapped after certain characters. That shot in the trailer when, I don't know what her name is in, in the movie, mm. but she has the wig and the hat. And she's obviously Egon. Like, mm. yeah. that's her character. Yeah. But when they say her name... It actually took me aback because in my head I'm like, okay, she's Egon. Yeah, and then they said and so they said something else. Like, I'm like, wait, oh, that's wait wrong. She's Egon. Like the, the... Well, see, it's Melissa McCarthy, isn't it? No, no, the actress. No, it's uh, the one from SNL. Oh, oh, is she? Okay. She, no, she's, she's Melissa McCarthy behind all the beakers and stuff. Um, didn't she have the goggles and she's like, oh, with the? I can't remember which one. I'll be honest. I've uh, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just thinking wrong. Uh, but but they show... I, I think of yellow goggles or the yellow glasses as right, Egon right, right, from the cartoon. Oh, okay. I think, right? Yeah. And so... It really doesn't matter because none of them are doing anything remotely. No, I know. I, and I they know. showed them all as, and I'm using inverted commas here, you can't see, scientists. Right. Standing behind literally tables of fucking beakers and science shit and computer stuff and just doing stupid fucking things. And it makes me really angry, partly for the legacy of Ghostbusters. That is, you know, we couldn't take, we couldn't make interesting characters anymore. We just have to make dumb characters. And m mostly... For the actresses and right. females watching this movie and the fact that you can't speak out against it because then people think you're sexist because you don't like a movie with where they've changed the male characters to female characters. The majority of people don't give a shit about that. What they give a shit about is people ruining their legacy. I don't really care about that. What I care about is that you've, you, you just... Why can't you write interesting female characters to be funny? Why do females have to be dumb to be funny, you know? And obviously there are exceptions, but there's, for a huge majority of these roles... And this is why I don't like Paul Feig very much. It's like so many of those things, it's, it's the females basically have to be either being as, as, as reprehensibly immature as men to be funny, as men have been shown to be anyway, right. and things like Hangover and stuff to be funny. 
And that's funny because we're subverting the fact that women have normally either shut up in movies or been kind of sophisticated right. and sexy or whatever. So it's funny because we're showing, oh, look, they're stupid. Oh, they're shitting in the sink. Or they're just, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or stuff like this where it's just, you know, smacking each other in the face and throwing up all over the place and, you know, just being frat fucking girls. Mm -hmm. uh, But they're in their 40s and they're meant to be scientists who are chasing terrifying ghosts. And I'm just, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing? I don't understand. And what upsets me more is just, like, knowing... Um, and that's why I'm saying I'm really happy because for once the majority of people seem to be with me on this one I think yeah um, but when it comes out we'll see and I think the general public will just say oh it's stupid people doing stupid things that's funny and we'll really enjoy it and I'll make a ton of money and they'll be told yeah this is the right way to do this yeah you um, mentioned sorry go ahead no I'm, I'm really I've, I honestly could speak for hours about it and there's minutiae stuff I don't want to anymore I'm just pissed off with yeah females being portrayed I just feel like comedy writing lately has been let's go as silly as we can like we can be as crude as we want. Let's just let's just go silly. Like let's not get let's not take let's not make any other characters. Let's not make any complex characters because we don't have time for that. We need yeah. more time for laughs. Now Bill Murray is you know he's made quite a body of work. Yeah. A lot of it funny, a lot of it serious. But like Caddyshack was a pretty funny movie. There was there was some dark oh, some yeah. dark moments in there. Yep. And the same thing with uh, in, in the original Ghostbusters. Same thing. His character was both funny, sarcastic, and quite dark. He's kind of suicidal. That's what, like his character's right. depressing and cynical, and so, like, that's where his humor came from. And so we, so back then, we appreciate really dark comedy, and yep. you know, with cynical characters. And then he, you watch this; it's like okay, everyone, the whole cast is, it's silly to the extreme. Where yeah. there's no no one has. Any that, gravity to it. Any gravity, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. No, exactly. So it kind of... It is, it's literally just frat boy humor. And I have no right. problem with frat boy humor. It can be funny in the right place, you know? For me, this is not the right place. And for me, like I say, I'm kind of preemptively just annoyed from what happened with Bridesmaids, what's happened, going to happen with this, that movies with like female leads have to be this stupid. So why can't it's you have the only way we can take them of... seriously by making complete fools of them? Exactly. Is that what the... It just, it really is just like women. I just... Honestly, I'm not a woman. I don't get to say it. And then you sound like a fucking, you know, stupid. Like, I'm a feminist. I'm going to wave that banner. I'm really not. I've said stuff in this podcast that people have been upset <laughs> with me for because I get pissed off with how uh, in vogue it is to be, like, to, to want to reach quotas of the amount of females in your movies and stuff. I don't agree with all that stuff. But I do think women deserve better than this, personally. No one cares what you think. No one gives a shit what I'm thinking. Um, number three. <laughs> so many of these to go through, man. You seem so, so deflated. Many. I should have left that till last. You're so deflated. Uncharted 4 got pushed by two weeks till May the 10th to deal with it. Number four. Dead... <laughs> I mean, what else? Yeah, we can't do anything can't about, do anything about it. it. You can't do anything about they it. They can pick it. Like, moan as much as you want, but it's still coming out two weeks later. The only interesting thing that this started was... That's only two weeks. People talking about... Cause it's because of distribution, apparently. But people have now come out, you know, sort of saying, well, if it's ready, let us buy it digitally on the day you're originally going to mm-hmm. do it. That's the only interesting debate. Right. Is it okay? But that's a whole, that's a marketing PR problem. Yeah. Um, which, it has nothing to do with developers at that point. It's yeah. just like, yeah. It's okay. a marketing thing. Um, you don't want to confuse your customers. Sure, the hardcore would be really happy about that, but that's not a large enough portion of the people who are going to buy this game. Right. Um, to, to and the, and the people who pre-ordered it in the store will be the last ones to get it. 
So yeah. I see there's a yeah there's a slew exactly. of problems. With and then it, so then those people would come out going, well, if I fucking pre-ordered it in the store, you should be sending me a DLC, you know, like a download code right. for it straight away. And then that's a whole nightmare where they've got to pay a ton of money for people yeah. who are gonna like go for all that shit. And so they send it, you know, do a Nintendo from 1980 and be sending you receipts and <laughs> <laughs> you know, stamped on. But it's, all, it's also only two weeks. Yeah, it's just like just play some more of your fucking division. There's a list of games. Dead Island Definitive Collection is coming out May the 31st and it has a uh, both of the games Dead Island and Dead Island what's the second one called? Uh, Riptide Riptide and it's got a new 16-bit game included called Retro Rampage which sounds is that what, interesting is that, is that with King Kong and the Lizard Man? Yeah, I hope it is Or is that what's that game called? Rampage yeah, Retro City Rampage. Rampage or something? No, it's just Rampage um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right Just Rampage You climbed the buildings and smashed the windows and people cried because of the But now you're zombies City, it's insurance I have no idea what this game's about Well, well this is because Deadline and 2 is never coming out It's <laughs> <laughs> just been lying for years um, I really enjoyed the first Deadline I had great fun with that in co-op in co-op It was raggedy as hell but it was good dumb fun Force Awakens, Blu-ray, and DVD, uh, day April the 5th. We're really going back and forth between Yeah, we are. Topics. We're going back uh, and forth, Okay, man. all right, all right. Just blitz them through it. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Force Awakens. You thumbs up, thumbs down? Very thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Cool. Uh, Fable Legends. Uh, I, I got that. You got this. Nooch, you want to take this one? Run with it. Well, Fable Legends is now cancelled. And what else might be happening? Um, so there's a pro- there's a proposal to have Lighthead Studios also close down, but uh, I guess with UK law, there needs to be a 30 day period to um, decide. There's always a 30 day. So they could just sit. And <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I down. feel like they're definitely gonna close down, but they legally can't this is uh, because of whatever the law is about businesses going out of business in like the day after. There needs to be like some sort of preliminary period. Yeah. So, uh, there's, so according to them, they're speaking to their, their employees about shutting down. Nope. Um, <laughs> they're saying you're shutting down. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're just saying, guys, we have three days left. But um, their subsidiary, sorry, um, Studio Press Play, which is also owned by Lionhead, they definitely closed. They're, 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 they're done. Done. What did they make? They, make they made uh, Max, The Curse of the Brotherhood, oh. which was a release. Was it an Xbox One yeah, release? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was on Gold. Uh, so World they've shuttered. Uh, but the uh, Fable Legends beta will still be playable until April. No, really. So you can you can still play. And then it'll you can play. You forever. can play the ghost of a game. So you know this game is never coming out. You can still you can still play it. And then it'll just disappear. And then it just disappears, like PT. See, this is this is really genuinely quite depressing because Lions Head, you know, they were one of the pillars of Microsoft at one point. Right. You know. And they were the kind of like, particularly obviously with the Fable games. Mm-hmm. Did they do something anything else? They've literally just done Fable games. Well, they did Black and White and did uh, Goddess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I Goddess mean, was the I just mean in the, in the Xbox era. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, you're right. Um, I think they really just done Fable games. But I mean, they were, I mean, the Fable games are fantastic. Obviously, now to go back to them is a little bit. You know, There's still something there. Like, but um, Fable 2 in particular. Fable 2, incredible. I've, I've uh, I juiced that thing like from it to its last drop. Yeah, I that's brilliant. everything. Yeah, the tonal shift as well when you suddenly have the prison thing and like and then you come back and everything's changed. Yeah. Like, it never filled on the promises Peter Molyneux always. You know, but it was still say, enjoyable. It was great. Yeah. Great, so much character. Third one was excellent. It just came out too quick for me after two that I wasn't quite prepared. And then you kind of do bits of it which didn't work very well. But they were throwing out cool ideas, and then all this shit happened. Now I mean Peter, <laughs> Peter left, which you know, far, far, fair enough. I don't believe he was the only person there. I mean, even if they just copied and pasted the model of the other games right. and did them, you know, prettier and, you know, more open world or whatever, 
how hard is that really to do if you're able to make the previous games you know i don't really understand why they have problems and they made fucking fable journey for connect mm -hmm. um and then they've been making fable legends now which wasn't it was like this what they call it it was a um it was an asymmetric um no, it was asymmetric no it's not it's it's oh, what's the word it's like a roguelike sort of game isn't it a roguelike game um isn't it i thought i don't know if it's a like it's it's the same gameplay as uh the uh, dragon age inquisition the multiplayer which right. is four four different people like mages uh rogues and warriors they go into this castle <laughs> <laughs> and they go into a, they go into a castle and they try to go through wave to wave to wave to wave same thing, but now you have a fifth character that is also the villain. So basically, it's one of many multiplayer modes from Gears of War without the narrative. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what it is. And so it ended up becoming a free-to-play game. Um, so they were, they were no longer going to charge you for it. It was free. It's been going for years, years. this game. I can't remember when it was announced. And now it's just dead? Dead. And they're just going to kill it? And they're just basically saying, it's not even, it must be done. The game is killed. The studio has three days to figure out if they're done. dead. Like, it must just fucking put it out. Something the beta, the, there's been, I think, three betas? Just put, just sell it for $5 I feel or something. Like, like, why wouldn't you just put it up digitally for nothing? Cancelled. I'm thinking maybe they couldn't deliver on... Something fundamentally something wrong. Something like maybe the, the fifth player, like the it, the fifth player being the villain. Yeah. Something like that. Something that was fundamental in their in their pitch. So it was kind of like Evolve in a way, was it sort of thing? Sorry, what? Kind of like Evolve in a way. Sort of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, really dis disappointing, not because really anyone cared about this game, but more because it means Fable done for the foreseeable future. Sure. I presume Microsoft still own the, the license the to license. Fable. It's possible. I don't no, know. Yeah. It was only. Um, so, I mean. Well, they. But why would you farm it out to someone else unless they really just decided, you know what, you guys aren't trustworthy anymore, and we need it. I don't think anybody expected this to be announced. Like it was. It's been. Yes, everyone's been waiting for so long. Not, yeah. I don't know if anybody's been waiting. Well, people for kept it. joking like this is going to be cancelled, but right. no one actually thought it was. But it went from being like uh, was a first day release from X with Xbox. Yeah. To being okay after delay, 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 free to play. Yep. Free to play may, means hey. No, we got something for you, but it might not be the what we had hoped. Yep. At that point, you've lowered our expectations. Yep. Send it, you know, put it out. Maybe get some microtransactions in there. This is not. Just, a, it's just not a fable game. Nothing right. about it was a fable. Right. Game. Nothing about it was a fable game. Other than some of the art design. Except that it was British and. It was British. <laughs> um, anyway, really disappointing because who knows when we'll see another proper fable game then after this. Like, um, I was really I, hoping this would come out, and then I go, all right, well we didn't do that well. Let's go back to making a proper fable game. Well, without Lionhead at the helm, I don't know if, it would, if we would even want another film. It's just game. weird for Microsoft to do that. Because Microsoft don't have that many exclusives. The one they have are heavy hitters. Right. And we'll see if that retains when Gears of War 4 comes out mm -hmm. this year. Because who knows how the public are going to interpret another Gears of War. Like, that was it. Like, Gears of War and Halo. Who's developing Gears of War now? It's still epic, isn't it? What is it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, just without Cliff. Obviously. Right, right, right. Um, anyway. That's happened. Very sad. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda delayed again until the first quarter of 2017. I'm going to say what I'm going to say what I'm going to say what I'm going to say No one ever expected that game to come out in 2016. It's, you know. No one. No. They've shown nothing of that game. Right. They no. showed a, they showed a, a model. Concept. Up. It's like, here's <laughs> what could be. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, no, I mean, you know, quarter, quarter one of 2017, unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> Um, new Battlefield game. Uh, so uh, the listing on a German retailer, World of Games, I recently found on Twitter, 
listed EA's upcoming shooter as Mehrspieler Taktik Shooter im One Weltkrieg. God, I used to speak German. That was uh, fantastic. Uh, or multiplayer tactical shooter in World War One, when translated to English. What's more, it also reveals the game will be releasing on October 26th. Now, October 26th, new Battlefield game. Makes sense. World War One game is unusual. Um, now, this could have just been a typo, because <laughs> one and two are very close to each other right. on the keyboard. It was uh, numbered out. It wasn't spelled out as it would. Uh, it could also just be a lie. It could be a mistake. It could be a, you know just an idea that's floating around. Who knows? Um, but everyone's gone crazy over this, saying Battlefield's going back and it's going to do even further back World War One. Well, no one's done one, really a World War One game, particularly as a first-person shooter. Yeah, very different war, very ugly, very, ugly very brutal. Uh, a lot, lot, lot of mustard. Yeah, a lot of mustard. A lot of mustard. <laughs> Use a lot of trenches. <laughs> a lot of terrifying gas masks. There's so much you could do. I mean, I would, I would be really happy. Like, I always want them. To, I never want it. You remember when there were too many World War Two shooters and they started to go modern and everyone's like, thank God they're changing. I didn't want them to. Look, I, <laughs> I was very happy. I appreciate the modernness. I don't like the uh, the advanced. Now we're, now we're going <laughs> to the future. I Look, Yeah. I like tech as, as much as the next guy, but I keep it in the present at least. You know, I, the advanced stuff, it gets it becomes much too much like... Titanfall, where there's jetpacks and robots, and it's, it becomes too much. I can't wait now. I want a I want a World War II shooter again. Oh, I, I want to go back and I want to shoot an M1 grenade with that ping Dude, when I've, you reload. I want to I want to get that back. No, I actually I really I agree. I, I don't and like I say I'm not. People seem to have gone on the wave of kind of. I'm not saying you have, but I've been listening to people recently going, "Oh, I'm so ready now again for a World War II shooter." Could have been ten years. I literally, from day one when they started going modern, I was depressed. Okay. <laughs> because I like the pace of World War II shooters. I like that it's slower. I right. like that you have to be more methodical. I like that you have to, you know, like there's a bit more peace and quiet. And I like that it's grounded in some way. It's not that I don't mind modern future, you know, like, like I really enjoyed some of those games. Uh, Timefall, I think, is a spectacular game. Uh, but I, there just needs to be some diversity. Like, why should it all be the same the whole time? Right. Um, Seems like every every developer is, is just going further into the future. Exactly. And no, people, no one. There's no. There's no difference. But people are saying, "Oh, but World War Two. You know, we used. We did everything we could do. Really, fucking never touched it. Like all they did was this. It was like, you know, it's just jumping from character to character to character to character, being really confused. World, you know, globe tropping, hop, oh, tropping, globe hopping <laughs> around. Um, and I never understood who was playing. I never cared about any of it. You know, you could have really great moments in yeah. those World War Two games. I was like, just tell stories, tell personal stories in World War Two. There's so many interesting, terrifying, complicated, exciting things that happen. Well, every game started off with the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Every single game yep. started off with that one battle. And we talk about this a lot. I pitch a game on here a lot about my idea of World right. War Two game, which has always been the, you know, taking place over one night and doing it as a 12-hour period in the soldier's life and having them parachute in when all the planes got blown up. Um, forgotten what the exact night was when it happened, but it's at the beginning of Band of Brothers. And, the, and all the teams got separated right. um, in the French countryside and just have like that you start like that and you have 12 hours in the game and you have an objective you, of you need to go and do the mission you're meant to do but it's up to you do you go and try and do it out on your own do you go and try and find your other troops and gradually build like a little crew with you kind of thing um, or you know and you'll get sidetracked by different things that are happening in places as you go but have like an open map and have the 12 hours like that and I just want things like that I want things with real time you know where you can have one person's story in real time. I like the real time aspect. Although for all our listeners, uh, patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> don't steal no, that. Don't That's what I want. Please, just make the fucking game. Like, I just want to play it. I'll never be able to do that. Um, I have written down here one word, which is venom. 
Looks How like, excited are you? You're beaming. Look at looks you. like Sony are officially moving forward. Uh, oh no, that's a different thing. Uh, the Venom movie <laughs> is back on from Sony. They want it to be a franchise. Uh, it will not be connected to the new Spider-Man films, which are in uh, conjunction with Marvel. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow writer Dane Harper is currently penning the movie. Now, I'm a huge Venom fan. I remember when Venom, when James Cameron was trying to make Spider-Man Venom film back in 91 or whatever it was. Um, it's just, Sony hasn't instilled faith in me yet with comic book movies. Uh, and they're very muddled with this whole thing now of, well, you guys can use Spidey in Captain America Civil War, presumably in Avengers right. Infinity War, which is the best thing ever, and I'm so fucking happy about. And all the companies should grow up and let everyone do their stuff, you know. Um, you should have Deadpool. Probably works better as a like an ensemble cast character. Yeah. yeah. But Venom then, but he's not allowed to have anything to do, not just with that, right? but with the new Spider-Man reboots that they're doing. Presumably because the Spider-Man reboots are tied into Marvel, sort of. I mean, I don't know. So is, is Venom, so confusing. is this like later later day Venom where he's like a good yeah, guy? Yeah, because modern Venom's like this army kind of good guy trooper. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, how do you have Venom without Spidey? I don't right. know. I don't know how you do that right. So um, who would be his, his villain? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, Venom, you should just introduce him in a Spidey film. And you should, I mean, I was hoping... Which they did. Yeah. And it was horrible. In Spider-Man 3, and it's fucking horrible. I was hoping they would do Venom properly in the new Spider-Man film, you know. Look, Topher Grace needs work. You know, he's looking for work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I should, this is normally something I'd be very excited about. I just don't know. Like, they floated around so many dumb ideas. They were setting up for Sinister Six, which looked horrible. You know, they were setting up... They wanted a young Aunt May movie. You know, I, I just... Sony are just stabbing in the dark a lot with their... Didn't they... I, I thought I read something that they cast Aunt May. A young Probably. Aunt May in something. Probably. Um, Am I... Was I dreaming? <laughs> maybe that was just a little fantasy. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if, if, anything, if anything gets me going, it's Aunt May. Oh, yeah. With, um, uh, with Uncle Ben out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, too soon. Uh, in other Sony news... They're officially moving forward with the Jump Street Men in Black movie. They have the Muppets director James Bobin in talks to helm. Uh, while not officially green yet, the studio is, however, looking to start production in June. So, I mean, that basically... I thought you meant the Muppets are going to be in the movie. If, like, oh man, like, Jump Street Men like, in Black like, with like, the I'm down with that. Like, if the Muppets are in there with, with Men in Black... Jump Street Men sure. in Black versus the Muppets. That's a movie I want That's a movie see. I want to see, yeah. Hell yeah. That's incredible. Um... I enjoyed the Black Men in Black movies when they came out. I never saw the third one. Um, Not the, worth it. The Jump Street movies, you know, they're... In, actually, I liked the Jump Street movie, the first one, quite a lot. The second one, I actually hated, but I might have just been in the wrong mood because people seem to love the second one. Very meta. They can't, they're just... I think, like, it was so self-referential. Yeah. That, uh, at first, it was kind of funny because, like, you catch on, like, oh, they're talking about themselves. Like, that's funny. Yeah. And then that was the only joke. Yeah. And then it became like, okay, please stop. Yeah. yeah. Which is all I'm hearing about Fuller House, but... It means, really? nothing. it means nothing to me for the house because I'm English <laughs> Jump Street Men in Black uh, I don't know yeah that's a movie it is a movie I mean that'll make, no. that'll make money for sure <laughs> uh, yeah that'll sure maybe not money. my money but it'll definitely make money it will make money uh, No Man's Sky has a release date June the 21st 2016? 2020 <laughs> uh, <laughs> it has a limited Explorer edition on the PC which comes with a cool little model ship which is pissing me off because hey, hey. I have no need for a PC version and now I'm on that ship um, and for the PS4 it has a steelbook and an art book special edition but also comes with a ship no oh 
So just um, the PC. No, I don't think it does. Not that I've seen. Just the PC gets the cool shit. Um, we no had we had a little bit of a talk about No Man's Sky at dinner. We had a chin wag. What were your feelings about No Man's Sky? I don't. Because uh... we were just for context, we were looking through. We have some sheets in front of us here of all the games coming out this year that are confirmed, uh, the dates that they're hitting, and then the ones that are you know meant to be coming this year. Probably fifty percent will slip. Um, and we were like, what's the big game? You know, what is the big game? And obviously, No Man's Sky for a long time was well. I mean, it, you know, it was the anticipated and probably still is for most people game of the year. The neutral side. Well, you mentioned uh, that they've they've introduced a shooting mechanic with police, like yeah, a la I think, GTA. I think they're called the sentries of the sound sentinel. So armies. there's there's an there's an enemy flying around. It's, it's watching a your every it's a move. police force, yeah, for when you're doing bad things. So like when the developer, I don't know, I don't know his name, so please forgive me. Uh, he was on the Tonight Show, the Late Show. Really? From No Man's Sky. Yeah, wow. he he was just showing off the game. Uh, it was with uh, Stephen Colbert, whatever her show he's on now. Um, and there was no mention of any of this. It was just like, you know, exploration. Um, you can, if you're the first person to explore a planet or, or find a, a new species, you can name it. That was the, the whole point of the, the bit, right? They right. just, the exploration. I feel like because everyone's been asking what's the game really about and they weren't satisfied with the answer of exploration, um, they just kept asking over and over and over, but what are we actually doing in this game? What's the, what's the point? What's the end game? And I think for a long time, there was no end game. It was just, hey, enjoy this, enjoy flying through space and, and exploring and discovering, which is interesting on its own. But I think maybe they're succumbing to, um, with people keep asking, what's it about? Mm -hmm. I think now they're like, well, we can put a little gun in your hand and go pew pew and, and yeah. have some robots come down and attack you I think now they're trying to gamify their game yeah with the wanted level with so the that's wanted what we're just looking at which is yeah. straight out of GTA yeah it really is I mean honestly this is the thing that turned me off the game this has been my most anticipated game for a couple of years I knew it was never gonna you know it's, it's literally one star two star all the way up to five stars yeah and I knew it was never gonna deliver how it said I was fine with that because I was happy to explore even if the planet's pretty boring, yeah, sure, I wish they would all have, you know, cool things to find and discover. Um, but I didn't mind. I love that impetus of I need to get to the center of the universe and I need to upgrade my ship and I need to just explore and find things. Now I'm being watched by, and this has been around for a little while, but but this is my reason why I'm just less excited about Nomad's Sky now. Because you just see these videos and someone like shoots something and then Sentinels come and shoot at you and you have to protect yourself so you shoot Sentinels and then your one level goes up more and then more Sentinels come and then you die and like, what the... Then you leave I the was... planet and you're not exploring. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I just want to walk around. Right. And I'm sorry I shot a rock and I'm sorry if I shot an animal, like, but just, I'm meant to be alone in the universe and that's what's captivatingly exciting about this game is to be alone in that, you know, and I know other people are out there and that's also what's cool, but the fact that it's that big that you can lose those other right, people. Right, you can lose everybody, yeah. Um, so to me, that's... Just but now you're constantly being watched. There, I, there is no, even though they're they're robots or they're sentinels or whatever. I think I think it's on all the planets. I don't know. Maybe it's just certain things. Maybe I they're don't. Massive. Know. No. Well, yeah. Maybe we're we're looking sentinels. at yeah. footage here. I don't know, man. I mean, we need more information. I guess. I'm less excited about it now. Um, I'm sad to say. Obviously, but, I'm still very excited. Um, I see stuff like this. Did you so did like, you play um, the game from EA Maxis uh, Spore? Oh, I played that a little bit. That was on 360, yeah. Uh, I played on PC quite a while ago. I, I definitely played a bit. It's like you, you start as like a one cell organism, 
Yeah. And then you feed, you feed, you grow. Yeah, yeah. And then you oh, grow. I think it's on my iPad. And then you, oh, it's probably on iPad now. Then you get to land, so you get to create your monster. You get to create your creature. And yeah. then you mate, you, and then every time you evolve, you add a new item that, or a new part of your anatomy that will help you. And so, kind of like what, and this this seemed like a very much a Peter Molyneux game where he kept promising the world to you. Like, mm. every planet will be different and you could eventually evolve to space travel. And you can travel to someone else's planet and then find their monster and see oh, their world. Awesome. And it, Sure, on paper it's awesome, but it's the exact, almost to the letter, what No Man's Sky was, pro- what they were promising us. Right. Discovery, finding other people's discovery, like, you know, you can name your own planet, but if you, if you find somebody else's planet that they discovered, you get to see what they named their animals and all that. But ultimately, Spore failed on every to level. Deliver. <laughs> every level. So I feel like this is just we we've seen this we've seen it happen before. Yeah. Because Spore never had it was never uh, never had an end game. It was just here's a then you you get to the end then you go okay well <coughs> let me start with another single cell organism and just evolve that into another funny creature. Yeah. And most of them if because you can you can find other people's creatures in your on on your planet when you load the game. And most of them were all dick monsters, anyways. <laughs> but no vaginas, nah, penises. all penises. It was easier <laughs> to make a phallic monster. But um, I feel like with the with the lack of uh, with the grand ideas yeah. and the lack of follow through gameplay or whatever. Okay. The same thing's happening with No Man's Sky. There's this huge anticipation of okay, this is what you can do. This is the, the discovery. You, you have a whole universe to ex- to explore. Mm-hmm. But they're looking for a way to gamify it. I think, it, yeah, I mean, I, I agree to an extent. I think Norman Scribe will deliver on a lot of levels, but it's a game where it's, it's you know, it's, it's pretty it's a balancing act. If, if you have one thing removed or added that fucks up the, right. the reason everyone's there, then yeah, you kind of screwed yeah. the game, you know? And for me, the exploration was why I was there. So adding right. that element basically ruins so much of it. It's like, well, I've just got to walk around like I'm on glass the whole time now. <laughs> Don't kill the butterfly. Don't call, like Homer. Touch any <laughs> of the he things. He kills the butterfly in. Uh, in the best news of the week, National Treasure 3 might be happening. Hey, hey. <laughs> As part of Disney's annual shareholders meeting, Disney CEO Bob Iger was asked a question about whether or not we might ever see another film in the series National Treasure. According to comicbook.com, while he wasn't able to confirm that the movie was coming, he did admit that the film is still being actively considered by both Disney and producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Quote, We have done two, and yes, they were really fine movies. <laughs> Steady on. I know Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced them, has had conversations with our studio a number of times about it, and there have been some developments along the way, but as of right now, we have not greenlit, as we say, a National Treasure 3. But I do know there is time and some resources spent on the development, and that's all I can tell you. Is uh, Nick Cage attached? Oh, he has Crazy Cage has to be. Yeah, well, because all he's making now are crazy Netflix movies. Yep. He has one in every genre. He's he's he loves to work. Collect them all. He loves to work. (laughs) Man, I I I actually really enjoyed National Treasure movies because there are so few options (laughs) (laughs) in in the genre of basically Indiana Jones, uh, you know, uncharted adventure movies. Right. Globe hopping, fun of it. There's nothing. There's basically nothing. nothing. National Treasure and Tomb Raider, it. You know, and that's always. I've always been so confused with that. It's such a great genre. The Mummy did it a bit, I guess. But, no, not, not as good. Uh, no, no, certainly not good at all. The Tomb Raider movies aren't good, but nope. the National Treasure movies aren't actually good, but and they're they good weren't, fun. But see, 
That's the difference. They're not okay. good, but they're good fun. Right. No. I, no, I agree. I, I wouldn't consider uh, um, Tomb Raider and the other movie you just mentioned as like globe-trotting uh, No, but they're adventure, adventure movies. movies. They're yeah, like they Indiana were adventure. Sure, they're like yeah. Indiana Jones. One of me. Those movies where it's, you know, fun movies going around the globe, exploring and finding secrets. Right. And that's a really great, exciting genre that I love. And there's literally nothing. You have the Indiana Jones movies. You've got National Treasure. You've got Tomb Raider. Maybe something like the Mummy. But, you know, there's... There's really nothing. There was the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I've watched both of those just because I need something. I'm right. just like, give me something. Uh, anyway. But I'm with you on this. I actually really enjoyed National Treasure. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Tomb Raider, though. Oh. Do you have any Tomb Raider news? Do I have Tomb Raider? I do have Tomb Raider no- nose. <laughs> I have a Tomb Raider nose. You have a Tomb Raider nose. Uh, please, fill this in. Um, they, they're going to make a... They're making an origin movie. Yes. It's going to be a modern action film. More modern, I have that written here too. Described as a modern action film with the uh, Transformers 5 writer Geneva Robertson Douret. So that's the bad news. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that name right. So I, don't I, know. I apologize. Transformers 5 isn't out yet. And I presume that's bad news because he's writing a Transformers movie. The good news is it's directed by Raw Uthalk, who uh, is, an, is a Norwegian director. He did a really okay. cool slasher film called Cold Prey, which okay. I love. Um, he did uh, the first one in that and it's really cool you should go check that out if you haven't seen it it's a very good slasher film um, and then he just did a film called The Wave which is currently in cinemas right now and people should go see it uh, I watched it a couple of days ago um, and it's a disaster movie and it follows all the same tropes uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I heard I saw you write about it uh, yeah write about that yeah um, it's really good really good and the it, best disaster movie you've seen in a long time okay. yeah I mean I don't know if it, I mean it does follow all the tropes but what's kind of cool about it because it's about a true place in Norway which has had this landslide 100 years ago or whatever 100 years ago and it causes massive tsunami and they're worried it's always going to happen again and then of course it does happen again and it's you know all the normal tropes of the dude who knows it's going to happen right, right. leave him and they're meant to be leaving the place a day before and they don't because of something so then they're there when it happens and um, but it's just, and it is, you know, I can understand why some people go, oh, it's no different from any other one, but I just think it's handled really well. I think the acting's really good from the lead. Um, and I genuinely felt really tense in a couple of scenes. Like, really, just, okay. I sat there and I was just, I was really surprised because in a disaster movie, you're just there for the fun. Right. And I was, wow, I'm actually affected and scared for these characters. Um, which was great. But do we need a Tomb Raider movie? Yes. A, a Tomb Raider origin movie? I think we do. Uh, because I genuinely think, well, I just said, man, there are no <laughs> fucking adventure movies out there. Okay, um, but I, I guess I'm looking at this as a, from a gamer point of view. Um, we just had a great origin story for, for Lara. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I guess for all the non-gamers who know about Lara Croft and Tomb Raider, the, who don't play her games, mm-hmm. they maybe need something. Well, but for oh, the people you're just, who know, you're just talking literally an origin story. Like you have no problem with the Tomb Raider movie, but it being an origin story. Yeah, I think like we we've yeah. we're, we're we're living through it right now. Like we have two movies. Uh, sorry, two video games. Yeah, very great video games, very polished. It depends. That go through who she is. It depends what they do with that. With the ride that they have on board. I mean, I don't know. It's other work. You said Transformers, and my brain shut down. It's the Transformers fight. Um, that's all. I, that's all. I yeah, that worries me. You know. Right. But like, the thing is, Tomb Raider is one of the few video games you can make great films of. You really can. Like, it's an interesting character. It's a fun character. It's a sexy character, and it's a character that does cool things right. that you can make a great adventure movie out of. Um, there's no re- there's literally no reason why you can't make a Tomb Raider film as good as an Indiana Jones film, like the good Indiana Jones film. 
Like, there's no reason <laughs> right. other than talent. Okay. And they have a great director. Um, okay. And I tweeted out after I saw Lord of the Wave. I was like, just Lord of the Wave, like one of the best Lost of Ages. People should be excited about the new Tomb Raider. And the director of the Wave actually like retweeted it. Oh, very nice. Was, like, you. Um, like, honestly, yeah, I think you can make a great film out of this. I think the director could definitely do something cool with it. Is it going to be real well enough? Is the origin story going to be interesting enough? I don't know. But do, uh, we, do we need it? I, I know you say we need it for Reason X. But I'm saying, I think we're going to have a little bit of a fatigue here with with origin stories, especially of ones we just, just... I know it wasn't in movie form. Yeah, but most people haven't. Most yeah, people I guess. Haven't. And maybe they're going to do a completely different origin story, you know? Maybe they're going to do something different. crisscrossing origin stories. Yeah, but... You know, I know, I'm personally excited for a new Tomb Raider movie. Um, for all the reasons I said above. Uh, and uh, obviously, casting Angelina Jolie. As yeah, obviously. You, she'll as still you be, do. She'll still be. As you do. Um, we actually have an exciting guest coming on our podcast in a few weeks that is tied in to the Tomb Raider video games that you've just been talking about. Um, I'm not allowed to say it yet, so oh. keep tuned. That's, I was going to say. should be just a couple of episodes, hopefully. Um, it's going to be cool. Uh, Rogue One, the next Star Wars movie that people are forgetting exists <laughs> because everyone's already talking about Star Wars 8. They've already put out a video. It's the only thing I hear about but they put Star a, Wars 8. They put a video out of the first shot of Star Wars 8 and yet they've officially not released any footage yet of Star Wars Rogue One. Well, there was a teaser trailer. That wasn't officially released. It was leaked. There was a teaser trailer. It was leaked. The Rogue One was <laughs> It doesn't leaked. matter. It was, it was there. There's not an official release yet. And it's like, why haven't they released that officially yet properly in high definition? Why is everyone still watching this shitty little cam version? I don't understand. Because um, it, it creates mystery and allure. But it's weird. But no, the general public, I guarantee you, do not know Rogue One is coming. That's true. Um, which is very strange. Because that's coming within, what, nine months? Whatever it is. Eight, nine, eight, I, nine months. Uh, it's end of the year, right? Yeah. So I, had a, I have a friend who, um, his girlfriend... His girlfriend never saw any of the Star Wars. Okay. And so he, I guess, made her watch. I, I'll use the word made her. But made her watch 4, 5, and 6, and 7. So, he, so I guess he, they forgot about the, the originals. Oh, not the originals, sorry. The uh, sequel, the prequels. <laughs> the incredible prequels. The, uh, and just went 4, 5, 6, 7. <clears throat> okay. Uh, she was not a movie watcher, not a movie buff by any means. She was not looking forward to this. She had a great time. <laughs> so... Episode seven ends with that scene, and then uh, in in discussion, she was like, "I can't wait for Star Wars eight to come out this year." And I'm like, uh, "That's not happening." She's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, we have Rogue One coming out first, and so she was under the impression that the movies will no longer follow Ray ever again. So what we saw, so like, I think I think she represents the general public." in terms of not always following all the movie news every day, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, I think having uh, every second movie being a different timeline. It's gonna confuse people. Very think. confusing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. I mean, they're calling she's, it Star so everyone, Wars she's hearing, stories. She's hearing like Star Wars, the next Star Wars coming out in December, December, December. So if it's so not what you expect, Everyone's you think, oh, thinking, okay, so he, you know, we met, uh, but here's how, here's how they counter that. And I agree with you. How do they and it depends if they're smart or not. But there's no reason why they can't do that. Because they're shooting right now. Star right. Wars 8. So yeah. it'll be wrapped in six months or whatever. Um, you have a teaser trailer for Star Wars 8 at the beginning of Rogue One. Yeah, but you're still going to be in your... So what you're saying, what you're proposing, mm -hmm. is that you're sitting in the seats to mm -hmm. technically watch episode 8. 
Well, no, it's not. It's and then you, you get a I teaser, people and you're going, the then why am I here? Look, if someone goes into the cinema and see a film they haven't watched the trailers for, I don't understand the concept of that's the wrong. No, but they're seeing the word Star Wars. Wars. Like, Star Wars is like, oh, this is, this is going to continue it's the story. It's Star Wars stories, and it's really like, Rogue One's the big name on it. Right. Star Wars stories on Like, if people don't know it, if people don't Maybe, do any research about what they're going to see, that's their own fault. I, I get it. But that's how you do it. For me, if I'm a company, that's what you do. You put a, even if it's just a tiny teaser, just the title in one shot or something. You do that before just to clarify Star Wars 8 is still happening and it's next year. But should there be a, should there be a caption at the bottom of the the trailer for Rogue One saying this is not no. Star Wars 8. No, uh, you have to play that Star Please Wars wait next year for Ray. No, we were talking about this thing on the podcast, like about how clear we were talking about yeah, how confused it's gonna be, but how clear they have to be about the timeline of it, about where it takes place. Because at some point, very early in that trailer, Someone either it has to be a voiceover or there has to be words on screen that make it 100% clear that everybody who's not keeping up, this is before this, this is before that one, right. this is before they this takes place. They should, the beginning ha- they of should open four. up and say, 30 years ago, there were four scientists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should. Um, anyway, the news with it is that Disney's annual shareholders meeting took place uh, and uh, Disney. Yeah, a brief clip of Disney Star Wars Rogue One was shown to those in attendance at the meeting. Um, There there was apparently some new styles of the Stormtroopers as well as Imperial vehicles, and one person in attendance sent a report to Slash Film on what he saw. Hmm. This is what he said. Open quote. Most of it was very quick! (laughs) That's how he speaks, I can't help it, that's just what he said. A shot of the black stormtrooper, possibly called Death Troopers, as previously reported, and now the pick of that same style of helmet and armor, but old chrome, reminiscent of Captain Phasma from The Force Awakens. It's gradually turning into <laughs> something completely different. An image showed two eight, uh, is it ATs, ATs, or at ats? I never really know. Look, I'm, I'm gonna die by always saying AT-ATs. What the hell is an AT-AT? Ah, no, that had a slightly different look with the pa- door panel on the side of the body painted a lighter beige color. Oh. <laughs> Exciting. And a couple cast photos were shown, one of Felicity and Diego and another of Donnie Yen. Yes. The clip featured Felicity's character on what looked like the inside of a ship or shuttle with her arm up holding on and the hatch ramp open behind her. I wish I could remember what she said as part of the sizzle, but it went like too fast. And quote, <laughs> He was very drunk. So Donnie, Donnie ends in this one? How did I Donnie miss that? Donnie ends in it, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one because it's Gareth Edwards, who is my unwitting mentor. <laughs> <laughs> he only knows it because he occasionally is nice enough to return Say, say hi to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fucking I love that man, so I'm very excited. Last week, we reported that Alan Wake's return was trademarked by Remedy. And what does this mean? Well, it turns out all it means is that there's an in-game live-action video series uh, in Remedy's new game, Quantum Break, uh, called Alan Wake's Return. Um, Remedy's creative director, Sam Lake, had this to say, open quote, a big part of the trademarking process, all in all, is the legalities of it. Just making sure that everything is covered, end quote. Lake said, oh, I have more quotes, sorry. <laughs> he also said, <laughs> open quote, no real news about anything future Alan Wake related, end quote. However, he didn't shut down the possibility of franchise uh, returning. Open quote, we are exploring possibilities, concepting different things, but lots need to click into place for anything to happen. We'll be the first to talk about it when there is something definite to talk about, end quote. And he's right, because holy shit, does Sam Lake like to make videos of himself talking to camera in stylish rooms (laughs) with great lighting. He's also the original uh, Max Payne. So I, I see that face. I'm like, ah, every it's single just, time, it's, Ma- it's Max Payne. We keep talking about this on the podcast, but I just love it. I just love, I love the Max Payne, Alan Wake, 
Sam Lake, <laughs> and, and then there was a name for what, the what's, what's, what's Quantum Break? Uh, yeah, some great John, names. John Break, I have no idea what There's some name. incredible names in this that are just ridiculous. Um, stupid people making great games. Uh, I don't mean stupid, really. They're wonderful people. Think you're being but moved. stupid names. <laughs> stupid names. Um, but like, well, a few months ago, he, Sam Lake said, there was no way Alan Wake will ever be made again. Yeah, and now he's kind of backing Back out of backing out of that and going. It's possible. Then testing the waters a little bit. So like, I think with the reception of Alan Wake, maybe they didn't sell well. Well, obviously, Alan Wake American. That was a Nightmare, horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, just came out weirdly backwards compatible on Xbox right. One, and that's going to be given away for free with Quantum Break or something like that. Um, and that's definitely a test in the waters thing. A weird one to bring out there. It's Alan not. It, it doesn't. It's not a testament to what Alan Wake was at all. No, not at all. I mean, if you played Alan Wake, I still suck that up because it was like, well, it's new. Weird no, I played it and I kind of in, kind of enjoyed it. Well, the game mechanics exactly the same. But yeah, but there was no, there was no like Twin Peaksness to it. It was just straight up action. Yeah. Like, oh no, actually, no. I take that back. It was. They repeated the same. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. you did the same thing three times because yeah. they didn't have yeah, any other game. True. That was really dumb. It's like we're, we're, and it was a cool setting. I it, it. it had to do the exact same things three times in a row. It was horrible. And then you have the big Royal Rumble at the end. Yeah. Um, it didn't have any. It was kind of eerie, but it didn't have the, the that slow burn no, that Alan no. Wake was. Well, you were meant to be in that TV show, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. You were in, you were supposed so to be like a Twilight for, Zone. You know. Yeah. Hey, we can make this dumber. Um, on more Star Wars news, uh, director J.J. Abrams declares that the future Star Wars adventures will include gay characters. Uh, last week. Uh, Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, said that his Jedi hero's sexuality is open to interpretation. In a chat with The Sun, Hamill said, open quote, I just read online that JJ is very much open to that. In the old days, you would get fan mail. But now fans are writing and ask all these questions. I'm bullied in school. I'm afraid to come out. They say to me, could Luke be gay? I'd say it is meant to be interpreted by the viewer. If you think Luke is gay, of course he is. You should not be ashamed of it. Judge Luke by his character, not by who he loves. End quote. Now, the real reason I have this in here... Mm-hmm. It's because this slightly, slightly diffuses the idea that Daisy is Luke's daughter. Huh. I, I never thought about that. <laughs> because if they're talking about it like that, and he's saying think... Luke could be gay. <laughs> right. And presumably he knows the script of eight anyway. Um, if, if, you know, you're about to reveal he had a wife, and if you're about to reveal Daisy's his daughter, and blah, blah, blah. Gay men have families. All right, let's not get don't, don't you push me in or you will barrow me into a political corner. But you know what I mean? Like, if he knew for a fact that Daisy is Luke's daughter and that he had a wife and they're going to introduce that in the, in the eighth one, um, at some point, how do I put it? Uh, you're, you're forgetting about midichlorians. <laughs> they explain everything. They explain everything. To me, I'm sorry. Virgin to me, births. To me, this is, I'm, going, I'm putting it right now, like, Daisy is not Luke's daughter. I, I think that was, it was a popular theory, but... I don't think it's. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think it's too easy to say. Yeah, yeah, that she's his daughter. Absolutely. But for me, this rules that out completely because I don't think he would say that. What, what, he's just being inclusive. Yeah. Stop being so exclusive. Oh, Be I, inclusive. I just hate everybody. Uh, the Games of Thrones six trailer came out. I haven't seen it. You seen it? Which what? Games of Thrones six trailer. Nope. Just came out. Nope. No, then we're not going to talk about that. Um, 
We've talked about Division, we've talked about Tomb Raider movie. In our weekly Predator news. Oh, I was gonna. Uh, have you got Predator news? Well, yeah, we go, go ahead. No, mine's. No, we mine. like to talk about the Predator every week because we love that movie, and for some reason there's news every week just in time for the podcast. Layered on us. Why was the. So there's a chance that Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. might be back oh. in uh, the fourth Predator movie. Yep. He uh, has a lunch scheduled with um, director Shane Black. Yep. Uh, they said they ha- so Arnold said that they haven't. I can't quote you because I don't have a quote here, but I got it right here. Can you say it in his accent, please? That's Absolutely not. <laughs> I will not put myself out on, like, on the line for that way. Here, read it. This is how the sausage is made. <clears throat> Where is the quote? No, that was the quote. <laughs> that was what he said. <laughs> it's right at the top. Uh, okay. Open uh, quote. Open quote. I haven't talked with him yet, but I'm going to meet with him for lunch sometime soon. Just as soon as I'm finished with this, and The Apprentice, and all this stuff. But I will get together with him. If there's any news, we'll of course let you know right away. End quote. That is a great quote. Someone uh, in the window just opposite just uh, walked by the town. They had what, are we, what, are we, what are we talking about? We're not going to mention the windows anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I was interested that um, I found out that Fred Decker was attached to this. Yeah. Not very, very exciting. Uh, Monster Squad? No. Monster Squad. Mm. One of my favorite... Kid and Shane Black, like Shane Black's incredible writer. Sure, so. but I was more excited about Fred Decker. You should be coming out the book them together. No, no I know, true. but when I, you know, realized that you're the contrary, right? <laughs> you're so, you, you, so... You, you, don't, you don't like gay people. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. To be fair, Luke, um... there's, a, there's a, a video of Luke standing in front of a. a Garbage landfill with a tear coming out his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. Um, it really hasn't. That's the worry. <laughs> it's been a very easy day. Um, yeah, no, so, I mean, I'm very excited about The Predator. I have full faith in Decker and uh, Shane Black making this movie. If Arnie's in it, I'd be worried if it was some other Trumps. Chumps, sorry. Trumps, probably better. <laughs> some other Trumps making this fucking movie. Um, and just wheeling in Arnie as a stupid cameo, like uh, Terminator Genesis It'll or something. It'll probably be just a cameo. Probably, but honestly, they will do a great job, whatever they do. Like, the sense of humor from both of them is excellent. Shane Black's sophisticated humor is, is fantastic. Although yeah. I didn't like Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. But, you know, Lethal Weapon, Long Kiss, Good Night, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. Like, those great movies. Did you enjoy um, Predators or the, what was the Oh, movie? I did like Predator, uh, Predators. Predators. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. So did I. Okay. I was good fun. Actually. I was surprised that they were rebooting the reboot. Well, this is not a reboot. This is three or four, whatever. This is part of the canon, anyway. Okay, this is They're very clear. This is part of the franchise. I got you. Um, my last piece of news that I have, uh, unless you have something else, uh, is Sniper Elite 4 is coming later this year. Hey, hey, hey. Um, oh, no, I have one more piece after that. Um, Sniper Elite 4 makes tons of money. Every um, single time. Every time. Every single time. Because of the testicles exploding <laughs> in X-ray Look, vision. it's worth the price of admission to see those testicles. I think I've bought all of these games that came to console, and I've played no more than the first hour. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think uh, Sniper Elite 3 was free for a weekend on Steam. I picked it up because it was free. Yeah. Played about two hours, and I said, I had enough. Yeah. I had enough. I and I love playing as a sniper in other games. Same. So here's a game where it's like you are now the sniper yeah. and you can shoot testicles. Yeah. And I still only put in about two in hours. One, in one thing. What so, about if they just made the game where all of your protagonists, uh, sorry, all your opponents were just females? Well, there'll be no testicles. To exactly. 
Well, think of the outcry. <laughs> think how upset the Sniper Elite fans would be. They turn on, no testicles, that's it. I'm out. I'm not gonna... It's like a feminism, guys. Feminism. We need more, we need more girls. More inclusion more of girls. women in games. And then you'd just be shooting uteruses and it would be now I, feel, now I feel like we're just beating down women. We should move on. I just said there we should, should be a game which is just one person that may or may not be male or female as your protagonist. Shooting at and a uterus? Look, if we can shoot at testicles. Do you, know, do you know what feminism is about? If you look up feminism in a dictionary, it's about equal rights. And if we can shoot testicles, we should be able to shoot uteruses. Sure. That's all I'm saying. But only? Only uteruses? Oh, only been able to shoot testicles before, so we've got to make up for it sometime. <laughs> We're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. Um, I've got one more piece. Do you have anything? Uh, Sandman news. Do you have Sandman oh, shit, news? Oh, yeah. Do you do Sandman um, So, the news, I think, was broke yesterday. Yeah. That uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was producing and starring in the new Sandman movie, has now uh, left the, uh, the project. Um, he only explains that... Um, they don't they no longer see eye to eye, but there's a reason. Yep. Um, WB, who uh, do they own? They own the rights to the movie. They own the rights to vert all the, the vertical catalog. But what do they own all yeah, mm-hmm. this vertical was a uh, is, is owned by DC. Yeah. Uh, but WB transferred all their their Vertigo catalog to New Line. Mm-hmm. So now New Line owns uh, Sandman. And that's cool. New Line makes some great films. Right. So who did they assign as a writer? Don't know. You know? No, no, Do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you that. know? That was why, because he left the day after the writer was assigned. See, I, I, yeah, okay, yes. So maybe you'll add an amendment to this. But all I know is that uh, with New Line attached now, um, they no longer saw eye to eye. Like, so whoever was writing, whoever Vertigo brought in, sorry, whoever New Line brought in to write for this movie right, did not here. agree with Joseph um, Levin. So they hired Eric Heisera, I don't know how to say his second name. Um, as a screenwriter, and it was basically the next day that he left. That he left. Um, now, Eric Heiser. Fuck, I'm trying to find. Sorry. Um, give me a second. Vamp. Vamp. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had a kazoo. <laughs> oh, the kazoo. Should always travel. So, okay, so while you're looking, maybe you can answer a few questions. Um, mm-hmm. Did he leave as a producer as well? Or just yeah, as. Yeah, he's, he's okay. completely. So out. he's off. So this dude wrote um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Okay. He wrote the Thing prequel, which was the Thing remake essentially. I, 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 remake, remake. I didn't mind that movie. No, don't hate me. No, that's fine. That's fine. I like all those movies then. So people paranoid. I like. I really like the fact that you know they started with the image of the dog running. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, he wrote Final Destination Five, um, which was a popular one. Mm, not great though. Um, but I think yeah, before you know, with those movies, it wasn't something. Right. That Joseph Gordon-Levitt clearly wanted to be a part of. Um, man, that dude's currently writing not ten movies. Um, Maybe that's why he's like not right. putting in enough time with Sandman, um, a comic is, that no one knows about unless you're a diehard Sandman. Yeah, fan. so I'm a diehard Sandman fan. Uh, that was my life growing up as a teenager. The Crow and Sandman were kind of it, um, and I still love No Game to this day, mostly because of Sandman. And I was always in the mind of this is unfilmable. The Sandman is unfilmable. You can't do it. You just can't. Uh, but, I mean, you can do it, but it would be a CGI mess right, right. of shit, um, which is probably what it'll be. So I'm kind of sad because Joseph Gordon-Levitt has been pushing this for years now and was really the champion he was passionate behind it. it. Yeah, and he was an interesting person to try and bring it to the screen, definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't. I wasn't convinced they could do it right. So who knows? So I mean, I'm sad because I think it will be definitely a lesser film now. Right. 
without him attached unless they find Because he was passionate about it. He had a, a vision for it. He mm -hmm. was a producer on it. Yep. Him leaving, that kind of leaves it in the dust. Yeah, I mean, no. I, it's not going to, it's not canceled, but without yeah. having somebody there who is. They'll, I mean, if they fill his shoes, it's going to be, they're going to have to do it quick and it's going to be someone right. not as good and they'll end up, I mean, they'll end up a bad movie. And this is something where if you got it right, and I'm sure there is a way for smarter people than me to think of a way to do it, you, you know, you could turn this into a huge franchise. There's a ton of material, tons of books. Um, and that era, you know, like the cool comic book era stuff is really big right now. Like people love some of those things and things which I thought how do you do this and they're managing to do good enough versions of stuff so I mean you know it could have been great and I'm fairly certain now it won't be but we'll see you can be the next Sandman uh, Sony Pictures this is, this is my last thing really is my last thing Sony Pictures Animation just hired Fletcher Mules to direct Ghostbusters animated movie. So nice. I meant to bring this up earlier. Right. Because okay. the Ghostbusters anime. So they're doing the one that they've done. Which is, it, is this canon? Said about. It is. Okay. Uh, but they're also doing, because they're trying to make a Ghostbusters universe. Right. Doing the one that everyone knows about. They're doing the one um, that's still with, with dudes in it, which is, has um, people in it. I forgot. Perfect. Uh, Harold Ramis. Yes. Too wow. soon. And then the Ghostbusters animated feature film. Um, so the director worked in the art department on The Matrix and Star Wars Episode 2. Um, but it was the Australian animator's work on Clash of Clans commercials, uh, especially his Rider the Hog Ride one, which got him the job. His Rider the Hog Ride uh, commercial has been watched over 90 million times. What is this YouTube. now? 90 million times. Hog Ride? Ride of the Hog Ride. You know Clash of Clans, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, trailer okay. for that. It's really what got him the job. Ivan Reitman is producing. Okay. Um, I'm I'm potentially more excited about that. I'm sure it'll be right. you know CGI. Sadly, I love a 2D animated Ghostbusters feature <laughs> film. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's all the news. We did it. That was a long news segment and probably most of the podcast. Because what else do we have to talk about? Releases. Um, releases. What's happening? We've got. Well, we said division. Division was, just came out today. I haven't written these down, so I'm doing these from memory. There's only two films. There's the one with Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, which is coming out uh, this Friday. The Brother Grimm? No. Yeah, The Brothers Grimsby. Grimsby. Okay. I haven't really heard if that's meant to be good or not. It just didn't look good to me. But I haven't. Let me, let me have a see. You know, I still laugh when well, Mark Strong asks Sasha Baron Cohen to suck the venom out of his balls. Still makes which me laugh. Where's that? Which one's that? It's in, the, it's in the trailer. Oh, I'm. Is, Mar is Mark Strong his brother in that movie? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets bitten by a snake. On his balls. <laughs> and so he asks his brother to suck out the venom out of his balls. And he's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to die. And he can't. I, I thought it's so it's so immature. No. It's but I, I laugh. I, I, I love Sasha Brown Cohen in the right thing. Um, it's got a 6.8 at the moment on IMDb. Uh, the film that you should really be going to see, though, is 10 Cloverfield Lane, which opens up this weekend. And we've been talking about it every week on the podcast no one still knows anything about it really. good you or should it's happen. like the whole point of floor field is just yep so it's going to appear and we'll see and this is yeah Dan Trackenberg the guy who directed that awesome Portal fan film uh, five years ago um, games anything else coming out right now Hitman comes out on Tuesday nice. uh, a few days after this podcast and well the first episode of Hitman comes out because people don't release games when they're finished nope. <laughs> they release them whenever they like um, 
And there's probably some stuff on the on the on the downloadables. I'm sorry, we don't have it. Let's look at the box office. What happened at the box office? I'll tell you. Good question, Mr. Nooch. You mean uh, Sheltered Pokemon Tournament, Killering Sting Season 3? Oh, uh, but uh, later on. None of these are uh, important. Later on in a month. Later on <laughs> okay, month. okay. Um, number 11 at the box office was Kung Fu Panda 3. Number 10 was Eddie the Eagle. Number 9 was The Witch. Number 8 was Triple Nine. Number 7, The Revenant. Number 6, Risen. Because Jesus films still just keep hanging him. Uh, number 5, Gods of Egypt. Number 4, Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. Number 3, Deadpool. Number 2, London has fallen, and the number one movie is Zootopia, which apparently, I haven't seen it yet, is the best Disney film in ages, and it's meant to be spectacular. Um, I'm really excited, actually. I, I, I've heard two sides of this. One was what you just said, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other side was that it, it tries to hit on certain topics, mm. but fails miserably. Oh, really? But... Um, I didn't. No, I haven't read those ones. I've just read the ones that really thought it handled it well. I don't know why I brought it up because I can't follow it up with any real information. So, oh, neither of us have seen it. Let's just judge it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Stupid uh, name. I might go and I'm gonna go and see it. Sometime. I don't really go. The see trailer did make me laugh though. Yeah, I don't really go and see Disney animated movies much at cinema anymore because mm, they don't really do it for me unless it's a particular Pixar, and I don't really go and see them at cinema. Much. I didn't watch um, the, the last one I made. That one or the one before that with the Inside, uh, the, the Inside Out. Two in last year. Do you remember how long it used to take Pixar to make like movies? Three years? Four years? Yeah. And now you have Approximately? two in one year, now which is like six months from each two other. Two different teams. That's okay. They can do it. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it's Utopia. I drove by the uh, Pixar Studios in Emeryville. Oh, yeah? It's very nice. There's, nice. A, big, there's a big lamp. Big lamp? Yep. Nice. 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 Should, uh, now that them. you're here in the I city, I stalk them. No, I'm gonna to be too busy sitting at my window as soon as you leave, just watching the people <laughs> opposite in the apartment. That is the best thing to do. That is what I'm gonna be doing. Um, what else do we normally do on this podcast? <laughs> at the end of the podcast, I talk about indie stuff. Anything you want to promote? Anything cool you come across? Any games? Any websites? No, I'm no porn. Think, I think I'm good. That needs your support. I don't think porn needs anyone's support. I think, I think they're, <laughs> they do. I think they, they do. They're doing pretty good because it's all free. No one's paying <laughs> for it anymore. So, like, you know... With all the ads. Someone think it's about... Just, it's just the ads. Someone think about the porn actresses, please. They need your help. They need your help. Uh, they go for a lot. Someone please think of the porn actresses. Someone just think about the porn. Um, we, sometimes, we don't really play a song anymore. We're not doing a quiz right now. I think that's it. That's all we need to Did we do it? About. I think we did it. Is this the first San Francisco podcast? Yeah, it might be. Hey. Hey. Look at that. Breaking hey. new ground. There's we are doing. breaking... Same state ground, but new ground. Why well, have to ruin it? No, I, I was making, I was coming at it positive. I know. I need to. No, I'm a cynical man. <laughs> um, so please, if for some reason you still <laughs> go to uh, iTunes, type in Tessellate. Um, we'll come up in the podcast as Geeks. If you can type in Geeks, we'll come up. But you'll have to scroll through a few. Uh, through a few. Through. That's a difficult sentence. Through a few. Through a few. Um, so yeah, just save yourself some time. Type in test light. We'll pop right up there as the geeks one. Subscribe. Two S's, two L's. Hmm? Two S's, two L's. Two S's, two L's. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> test light. Two S's, two L's. Please, uh, please, please, please. Sincerely, please subscribe. Please rate. Um, and please leave a review. You can tell us for crap. We don't care. Just some attention. We'll if you can nice. tell us for crap, please tweet at us. Yeah, and tweet at us. Uh, so we're on everything. Our website, our social medias are all we L. Well, at we are Tessellate. Two S's, two L's. Um, you can get us on Instagram, you can get us on Twitter, you can get us on, uh, what's the one you're talking about? Tinder, Grindr, what's the one you're talking about? Bumble. We're on Bumble, uh, probably. And Happen, that's the cool one. 
But there's not like E in that. It's just hippin. It's just hippin. Hi- <laughs> 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 um, Don't you get it? You just drop all vowels. Hippin. That's how's what's it. How is that? How does that? What does that have anything to do with sexy time or dating or anything? Hippin, taking out the E. What's that about? Nothing. Why do you do it? Why would it just happen? Because it's Silicon Valley. You make an app, you'd remove vowels. Stupid, That's it. It's a stupid world we live in. Um, but please follow us on, on that <laughs> yeah, one. Please. Um, Swipe right on We Are Tesla. We, yeah, we, we are Tesla. We are uh, a bunch of mostly filmmakers. Um, in We run out of LA, run out of Tokyo, we run out of London. We make movies. We're making our first feature films this year. We're doing some web series for you guys too. You can go to our website right now though. You can watch some of our old short films, um, some of our old music videos. You can listen to some of our old band stuff. Um, please don't judge the website too much because it's currently getting souped up but the content's still there so you know whatever um, you can send us an email if you want to uh, we're about to have a new email but for right now you can just do it we are tessellate at outlook.com we are tessellate two s's two l's at outlook.com don't write two s's two l's again and now regret <laughs> saying this part <laughs> nope no regrets uh, you can talk to me personally, Mr. Al White, on everything. It's my website. It's all my social medias. It's also my Xbox. Every week I say it's my PSN. It is not my PSN. I've learned my PSN is old. It's Smudge, S-N-D-G-E, because they won't let us change So who did I add on PSN names. then? Um, some other Mr. Al White, probably. Fantastic. Uh, Nooch, how can people talk to you? Uh, Mikey Nooch on pretty much everything. Uh, Mikey Nooch on, so it's M-I-K-E-Y-N-O-O-C-H on Twitter. On Xbox. That's how they call it. Sorry, one C, two O's. No, two C's, two O's. Two C's, two O's. What are you talking about? I can do it. Turns out you spell it. Two C's, two O's. There's a C there. Oh, God, I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And on Xbox, making huge both the space in between. That's it. That is it. Thank you very much, very much. We'll be back next week. Uh, We've got some cool things happening, uh, some interviews and stuff coming up, so keep checking in. And we're out. Geeks. Geeks. Woo. Did it. That was a long one.